On Holy Thursday, we draw our attention to uh, really two sacraments in particular. We draw our attention to holy orders, to the priesthood, but we also, in a special way, uh, celebrate the Eucharist. As Catholics, we believe that during every Mass, the bread and wine that we bless become the literal body and blood of Jesus. We heard this clearly in St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. St. Paul said that Jesus took bread into his hands and said, This is my body. We're then told that he took a cup filled with wine and said, This is my blood. And when we look at the writings of the early Christians, we see that they very clearly took Jesus, Jesus' teaching here, very literally. And so we take it literally as well, right up till today. When we receive communion, we aren't simply receiving symbols of Jesus. We are actually taking his own flesh and blood into us. This is why the Mass is the most sacred prayer that we offer as Catholics. The Mass is holy because Jesus is present in this worship in a very unique way. That is why we end the Mass of the Lord's Supper that we're celebrating tonight. We end it with a procession with the Eucharist. We process with the Eucharist to an altar of repose in the parish center. Well, with all that in mind, it might seem odd then that we actually hear John's gospel during this Mass. And the reason this might seem odd is because when John describes the Last Supper, he doesn't mention the Eucharist. You can look for yourself. In his description of the Last Supper, John makes no mention of bread or wine. In John's description of the Last Supper, he does not record any of Jesus' words that say, this is my body and this is my blood. Those words of institution, as we call them, are absent. Now, some Christians, who might be at odds with us theologically on this point, uh, some Christians who do not believe what we believe about the Eucharist, Uh, They seize upon this detail that John leaves all of that out, and they use it as evidence that John must not have believed in the real presence, as we call it. They say that if the Eucharist really is the body and blood of Jesus, it would be unthinkable for John to leave it out of the Last Supper. The theologians and scripture scholars and saints from the church, they offer a different reason why John leaves out this detail. Right? Remember, John, just like all of the other evangelists and just like St. Paul, he was writing his gospel for a specific group of people that he knew. In fact, it was probably a church that he himself had led and pastored. He knew their strengths, and he also knew their weaknesses. There were things that 
this group of people understood very well. And there were other things that they struggled with. There were teachings of Jesus that they embraced wholeheartedly. But there were also those teachings of Jesus that they struggled to put into practice. With that in mind, the reason John does not mention the institution narrative at the Last Supper is because this group of people that he knew so well and that he was writing to, they didn't have as great of a need to hear that. Their faith in the Eucharist was strong. Their belief in the Eucharist was a strength. But because faith in the Eucharist is a strength, John chose to emphasize something else. He chose to draw attention to what might be considered a bit of a weakness of theirs. The group of Christians that he was writing to, they understood the words and the meaning of this is my body given up for you. But they struggled to offer their own bodies as a sacrifice for other people. So John instead includes the story of the washing of the disciples' feet with clear words that Jesus' actions, these actions of Jesus, are to be repeated. Let me say it another way. John did not have to convince his people that Jesus was present in the Eucharist. They knew that. They believed it. But he did have to convince them that Jesus was present in other people and that they needed to serve Christ by serving their neighbor and that they were called not just to imitate Jesus' actions at the Last Supper regarding bread and wine, but they were also called to imitate his acts of charity. Please don't misunderstand what John is conveying or why he may have done this. This is not a call for less devotion to the Eucharist. It's a, and it's not a, a, a call to, to sacrifice worship of the Eucharist for more social action. It's actually a call to do both. To commit ourselves to the worship of the Eucharist and serving others in charity. Our faith does not call us to worship or social action. It does not call us to worship or service to our neighbor. It does not call us to love God or love our neighbor. It calls us to both. When we worship our Lord in the Eucharist, but do not serve Him in the least among us, or tend to the needs of our neighbor, we actually wind up giving great dishonor to the Eucharist. But when we devote ourselves to social action, but don't do so with prayer and worship, we wind up becoming nothing more than cynical and burnt-out do-gooders. For those who like more theological language, the Catechism of the Catholic Church puts it this way. It says the Eucharist 
is the source and summit of the Christian life. When we say that the Eucharist is the summit of the Christian life, that means that we're never closer to God than when we are worshiping Him at Mass. Even if there's some reason that you're not able to receive communion, your presence and your participation in the Mass is bringing you closer to God than you will experience anywhere else. But the Eucharist is not only the summit of the Christian life. It's not only the high point of the Christian life. It is also the source of the Christian life. It is in the Eucharist where we receive the strength to live the teachings of Jesus and to imitate His love for others. It is where we get the strength to wash another's feet. And remember, at the Last Supper, Jesus already knew that Judas was in the process of betraying Him. Judas, by our standards, was an enemy. And yet the Lord also washed His feet. He tended to that part of Judas that still remained dirty, that still remained sinful. The Eucharist is where we receive the strength to wash our enemies' feet. It's where we receive the strength to go to the margins and to face aspects of people's lives that most others are afraid to acknowledge. Most others would prefer to turn their face from, not have to deal with. Every Catholic is probably going to fall in one of two directions. They might emphasize Jesus as the, uh, the Eucharist, excuse me, as the summit of the Christian life or the source. This can lead to feuding within the church. People who want more Eucharistic devotion, people who want more social action, things like that. But that's not the right attitude for us to take. The Lord calls us to both. If you emphasize the Eucharist as the summit of the Christian life, if that's where you find yourself drifting towards, spend some time reflecting on the Eucharist as the source. Ask to see it as a source to a deeper way of life and a deeper way of loving others. Similarly, if you find yourself committed to social action and you understand the Eucharist as being that source of these acts of charities, that's very good. But perhaps now you can come to a deeper understanding of the Eucharist as the summit of the Christian life as well. Because when every person in a parish understands this, and when every person in a parish commits themselves to the Eucharist as the source and the summit of the Christian life, that's where parishes flourish and parishes grow. God is worshipped perfectly because we enter into Jesus' own worship. And the least among us, their needs 
their desires, they're taken care of as well.